Hey there, skips and skipperettes from all across the vast electronic wasteland known only as Internet Land, and welcome back to Tales from the Jungle Cruise. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Boy, how has another year gone by so fast? You know, it seems like it was just last year that we were making excuses about how we weren't putting up new episodes this time of year. Oh, memories. You know, we had the best of intentions this year, but uh, honestly, I've been working 60 to 70 hour weeks and being down for the count with laryngitis for a week did not help. So now we're back and we're working on lining up a lot of great new content for everyone in the new year. One fun announcement we can make is that the Skipper Cantina in Orlando is now open. For those of you who haven't heard about the cantina, it's basically a restaurant themed in the same world as the Jungle Cruise. Uh, the owner is Alberta Falls, the daughter of Albert Falls. The rooms are meticulously themed, and there's amazing little touches and art everywhere. Uh, supposedly, by the way, if you look at the maps and the walls of the uh, Society for Explorers and Adventurers room, there's even supposedly a, uh, a terrible crocker fish. Hmm, those crockers sure seem to get around. You know, we even have a few menu items that seem suspiciously Tales from the Jungle Cruise themed. All in all, we are hearing nothing but rave reviews from people about their experiences at the Skipper Cantina, and we love the idea. You know, maybe with the House of Blues vacating the downtown Disney area, we might see something new spring up there. That, that's my hope. I'm just saying, that's a building that was meant to house a new West Coast version of the Adventurers Club. So anyone who has a uh, direct connection to Imagineering, let them know that that's a great idea. And also now, finally, our Kickstarter campaign is finished and all the decks have shipped. They're all in the hands of the backers of the project. And you know what? We've only found one or two typos in the rulebook. That's fairly good, I guess. All right, it's not great, but you know, other than a few small things, the game is great, and everyone's been really excited to play it. Now, on top of that, we got nearly all the decks into people's hands by the day after Christmas. You know, when it comes to making deadlines, that's pretty good for a skipper. We continue to be thrilled at the support and the way everyone showed up for the product and for the project. We did our first Kickstarter for a couple of reasons. Uh, one was we had a really great idea for a game, and that's that's always important to have a good concept to work with. But most importantly, we wanted to do something fairly low risk so we could understand the challenges of the Kickstarter process. The funding, printing, design, marketing, and how to run a successful campaign. And boy, I really got a, an education. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And that's why I am so excited to announce that we are officially developing Phase 2 of the Jungle Cruise game series. The game is going to be called Tales from the Jungle Cruise, the game. Uh, we've lined up an amazing artist, and we have even better and more developed game contents in testing. And the game is going to feature all of your favorite characters from the Tales from the Jungle Cruise radio plays. It's going to have a lot more storytelling elements that you'll recognize as being very much pulled from the jungle, and we are really hoping to have everything ready to do our Kickstarter next summer. So keep your eyes peeled and your ears peeled and uh, your grapes peeled, because uh, who likes unpeeled grapes? And uh, we will have announcements out to you as quickly as we can. So on to this episode. Now this one is a bit of a mystery episode, so I don't want to spoil anything for you. I'll just let you experience it for yourself. Stay tuned, true believers. This one is a real doozy. All right, here we go. Season 5, episode 12, as we present a truly mysterious episode in an episode we like to call an announcement. Kungaloosh, everyone.
games. We got everything you want, honey. Well, hey there, everyone. Here we go with our mysterious surprise announcement. As I'm sure that the supporters of the Kickstarter campaign will remember, we had a lot of different content levels that people could support Jungle Rumming. Uh, We had different numbers of decks, but we also had a couple of levels that donors could really help us out and get some goodies for themselves. Our first big level was to be promoted sponsor of the podcast for three months. That went to uh, fan Rhonda Allen and her company that does Disney vacations and travel. Rhonda went out of the box to make sure the game got funded, and we are thrilled. More about Rhonda later. The other level that we had was our top donor level, and we only had one of these for the entire campaign. One special donor would be able to contribute and receive extra copies of the game, but would also have the honor of coming onto the podcast so they could be interviewed by yours truly. They'd be heard by tens of thousands of Jungle fans and get a chance to tell the story of why the Jungle means so much to them, why this podcast has changed their life, and to play some trivia games and chat about Disney. Well, I am so pleased to announce that this upcoming episode will feature you. Yes, you. No, I'm not talking to anyone else. That's right. Grace Stuver, your husband, Michael, decided that you would love to be on the show. So we're happy to set up this entire episode that is going out to just the two of you to officially invite you to be a guest on Tales from the Jungle Cruise. It was meant to be a Christmas present, but we had some technical delays. But now I am thrilled to be able to announce that we'll be setting up a time soon to sit down by phone and have you be a part of Jungle Cruise history. Congratulations. We can't wait to talk to you and hear your tales from the Jungle Cruise. Kungaloosh, Grace, and Michael, have a fantastic Christmas and New Year. We'll talk to you soon. The Tales from the Jungle Cruise podcast is an oral history of the Jungle Cruise skippers who have worked at the Jungle Cruise attraction at the Disney parks from 1955 to today. It is not endorsed, affiliated, sanctioned, acknowledged, blessed, funded, or approved of by the Disney Company. Any opinions expressed are the opinions of the host and guests. And do not represent in any way the beliefs of the Disney Company. Brought to you by the Miracle Engine Company. If it gets you around the river, it's a miracle. Let me, uh, let's start, I guess, the most important question, the number one thing we have to know that could derail this entire process. How do you pronounce your last name? I'm just going to let you guys say it because I'm, you know, that, that tends to be uh, my weakness with these episodes. It's Stever. Stever, okay. Yeah, that was just ignore, ignore the U. <laughs> you know, and I, I, Freud actually says that by ignoring the U... You can uh, find more contentment and peace. So I, I we'll do that. We will ignore the you. We are uh, we are live. Uh, we're not live because we record this damn thing. Uh, Grace and Michael, uh, Stever, this is going to be an interesting one for uh, for the last five years. We've had a hundred and twenty three some episodes, hundred and forty some, hundred and fifty some uh, people on the show who have either worked on the Jungle Cruise or been associated with the Jungle Cruise. You guys are going to be a little bit different. Let me uh, let me tell the story a little bit. Um, last uh, year, we did our Jungle Rummy uh, card game. One of the uh, levels on that game uh, was that we were uh, opening a spot on the podcast to one lucky person uh, to um, come on and, and spend 30, 40 minutes with us and uh, not only be a part of the game, uh, but also to be on the podcast. Uh, Michael, you surprised Grace with her appearance on the show. Uh, t- tell me a little bit about how that uh, happened when you finally unveiled it to her. Well, it was a... Uh... 
uh, actually, the game came a little late after Christmas, so we had to wait a day or two afterwards and say, uh, once I got the game, open it up, told her to read the credits, and sure enough, we're in the middle of the credits. Uh, <laughs> and I said, what comes with that is you get to sit on a podcast for a half hour, and she said, well, that sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, and uh, Grace, I've chatted with Michael a little bit uh, by email and otherwise, um, and, and he says that you you are a big Disney fan, that it, it runs in your blood. Is that a pretty good description? Oh, yes, definitely. Well, I've, the- uh, I've been going to the park since I was, I think my mom showed me a picture and I was not even 12 months old. <laughs> so it's uh, definitely been part of my life since then. Now, are you uh, are you a Walt Disney World or a Disneyland visitor? Disneyland. And have you been to Walt Disney World? Yes, we actually got engaged at Walt Disney World. Oh, you see, now that's that's a true uh, died in the Walt Disney fan right there. <laughs> um, so, uh, what I mean, do you have a preference between the two parks? Which one do you like better? I I love Disneyland. Um, I just feel like you can you can always tell that Walt was there. It's more quaint but not like cutesy Mm -hmm. i just i just feel like when you walk around you can get lost in there and you you really forget about everything else outside the berm Mm -hmm. so but when i go to disney world it's just so big Mm -hmm. like at magic kingdom i don't feel like a little kid in it as much do you remember your first your very first time going to the park as a child my one really vivid memory <clears throat> was actually um, my parents had surprised me on like a Saturday morning. I I don't know how old I was. I was probably six, I would say. And we had breakfast. Then we went for a drive. And I just figured they were going for a drive. But we ended up at Disneyland. And I remember very vividly riding star tours probably for the first time is probably the first time I could actually, you know, meet the height requirement. Uh-huh. And I was convinced, completely convinced we were leaving the park. So I start sobbing in the middle of the ride because <laughs> I think we're truly flying away. I don't want to leave Disneyland. And I kept saying, but I don't want to leave Disneyland. I don't want to leave Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was uh I, I always remember that one. Do um, <laughs> that's a fun story. Um, so uh, you know, over the the last five years, we've had this little this little show. You guys have heard the podcast. I would definitely assume. I mean, I know Michael has yes. said that he's listened. Um, ha- have you enjoyed the show? Has it has it helped you connect on a deeper level, a more intimate level with the Disney experience? Yes, definitely. Um, I like hearing the different stories that people tell. Um, if they've been a skipper or anything that it just kind of, it's interesting to hear it from a different angle. Um, Excuse me. I mean, I, because I've been there so much, I kind of, you know, I feel like I always do the same things and my friends and I have always gone. So we all have similar experiences. So it's interesting to hear, someone's story when they were kind of behind the magic. Sure. Sure. And uh, has there been a big surprise for you? Something you've learned about the, uh, the backstage magic, as I like to call it, is there something that that's really surprised you more than other things? Oh, I don't know. What do you think? I know, I'm sticking you on the spot. This is uh, investigative journalism. 
Well, from my point of view, I like hearing all the uh, uh, pranks and little uh, uh, jokes <laughs> yeah. people play on each other. Uh, no good one pops to mind, but uh, I'm always a good fan of a uh, workplace prank. <laughs> and, and that is something that uh, skippers love and Disney lawyers hate. So it's uh, it's a really fun one on that side. Well, we, we're continuing on with things with um, the show, obviously, and you know we are. Um, the funny part of this, as we said, we we were trying to get this started for the holiday season, as this was part of your Christmas present, and um, unfortunately, we just haven't been able to coordinate a good time to get together and uh, and have the discussion. But let's roll back to Christmas. Let's rewind. Um, did did Michael play for you the uh, the podcast episode, uh, the dummy one that we made up? Yeah. So he. Um... He said, I, th- "I don't know. I think we had we had gone out to dinner, and then we're like, let's let's play some games or something." So we came home, and we're like, "Let's do let's do Jungle Roman. Let's open it." And so I had already read that you know we had um, we were in the credits, mm-hmm. and um, but then he started playing the podcast, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of a good idea. Like get in the theme kind of thing." and play the podcast and so we kind of start setting up the game and I'm just thinking it's like the regular podcast and then it's like you're going to be the guest yes you I'm not talking to anyone else and I was just like staring at Michael going is this for real (laughs) (laughs) and um I, I think I kind of joked because he kept saying no I'm really talking to you Grace and I was just like I knew it I knew it was going to be me, so I just had a had a feeling. You, 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 it, it had the smell of a setup, is what you're saying. A little bit. I mean, the the beginning of it seemed so normal. I think you you said you did the normal spiel of you know yeah. this is the whatever number podcast and 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 it it kind of caught me by surprise because at first I was like, how is he going to have everybody on here? <laughs> And I'm like, there's no way. He's got to be, this is special. He's got to be, he's going to say my name or my name, someone. He's going to say something. So, <clears throat> well, we're going to, we're probably going to tag, uh, it's like a three minute thing. So I'll go ahead and pop that in uh, at the tail end of this episode. Can, <coughs> can hear, uh, you know, what you were hearing when you got your nice surprise. And um, you guys have been enjoying Jungle Rummy. I, I hope you've had a chance to download the updated rules because we did put a clarification sheet out that's uh, much easier to read. But are you having a good time with it? Yeah, it's a very good time. We uh, we really got back into board games in the last four to five months and started with <laughs> Ticket to Ride, and then all of a sudden Jungle Rummy popped up. We're like, well, boy, we could play games more often. <laughs> yep. You know what, my wife and I, we have a, a whole bunch of two-player games uh, that we're into. <laughs> Ticket to Ride is, is probably the one we pull out the most. But, uh, yeah. yeah, one of the reasons we made Jungle Rummy is because it's hard to find a good couples game. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was a really nice one that you can just play back and forth and uh, – you know, we, we like the competitiveness of it. So, and the the, the new game uh, that we've announced, the Tales from the Jungle Cruise, the game, we uh, we have our first prototype card design uh, we got today with the artist. So, we're really excited. We're going to be uh, doing another Kickstarter in the summer. So, that's uh, super exciting for us. We're very happy about the, the fact that that's moving along. Uh, one of the things I wanted to let you guys know is because of your support for the game and for the podcast, uh, we're going to be putting in a special card, uh, designing it just for you guys, uh, so you'll be in the new game as well. You'll have a, a specially designed card that's just going to be uh, devoted for you guys in the game. So thanks Sweet. again for 
<laughs> for the support, and we'll uh, we'll brainstorm. We'll get a good idea together later on, and and awesome. uh, maybe we'll get a picture of you guys and have the artist sketch it in for us. So that's fantastic. Thank you. So hey, so let's uh, one other real quick question uh, on your various. Where did you propose at Disney World? By the way, where, where uh, did... it was actually the Animal Kingdom Lodge overlooking the Savannah. We had I didn't really have it planned out. I I thought about doing it at dinner. Look out. Get into the hotel room, look out over the savannah, and there's all the wildlife. And uh, we get ready for dinner. I decide, you know what, now I'm going to do it. I'm going to pull her out on the uh, balcony overlooking everybody, get a little sunset going. And it's the sunset, the trees, Grace and I, and a single rabbit. So <laughs> yeah. no, uh, no Lion King pride looking over on us, <laughs> just a single little rabbit. And there had been a ton of animals out all day all different things and then he goes to pop the question and there's the lone bunny rabbit <laughs> was it uh now was his description was it was it as magical as he would lead us to believe oh yeah definitely i i had a feeling something would happen but i just didn't know when you're psychic we... aren't you because you know between <laughs> knowing that he was going to propose and knowing you were going to be on the podcast maybe you should start like handicapping horses or something and maybe i had i had dropped plenty of hints um he had said something you know prior to us leaving on vacation about um waiting for a big surprise when we got home or something and i was like whoa man we just bought like the mega picture package and if there's no ring on my hand to be taking pictures of this was kind of pointless it would be pretty smart if you did it at disney world or maybe before <laughs> but guys are stupid and, and here's the thing guys uh we are batman villains from the 1960 television show if if you if we don't put clues around we just feel like you know What's the point if you can't, like, you know, leave those little temptations in, into the discussion? Guys are just really terrible at surprises. Let's just say it right now. <laughs> That's it. We want to get caught doing it, and we're darn good at it. Absolutely. I am I am awful with presents for my wife trying to, uh, you know, keep them uh, a mystery because I, I just tell everyone the second I, I get a chance. That's the worst part about Christmas. You can't buy it too far ahead of time or else yep. you'll just crack and give it to her. Oh, absolutely. I've got no self-control in that regard at all. <laughs> or, or then you end up, for, you put it somewhere and you forget about it and then you find it at like Valentine's Day or something. You're like, hey, I got you a Valentine old well, Christmas and, present. <laughs> and the funny thing is it's right now it's, it's February 25th. A Christmas present that I had forgotten that I got for my wife actually just came in the mail today. <laughs> <laughs> so she got a nice late, nice late Christmas present. So, nice. uh, so let's talk about the Jungle Cruise a little bit. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's funny because I there's the whenever I talk to people who are just guests and riders, mm -hmm. there seems to be this schism for when they're young, like really young, they love the Jungle Cruise, and then there's that puberty thing that apparently makes the ride not fun at all. Uh, and then when you get into a point in later life when uh, when you appreciate the nostalgia, it goes back. What's your feeling about? It? I mean, did you do you look at it with a particular love compared to the other attractions of the parks, or what? What's your relationship with the jungle? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, I do this for a living, so <laughs> I don't remember going through that phase where I didn't like it. I I always remember it being. Um, you know, it had corny jokes and everyone would try to like laugh at the backside of water or and I still do the same exact things every time we're getting ready to go through the backside of water. 
I start clapping wildly and cheering. And I think I've always done that <laughs> before anything even happens. Um, I There's this kind of, I don't know, when you... When you ride some of the other rides, it feels like a ride. But when you actually get kind of far away, when you leave the people and you wave goodbye to everyone on the dock, you do kind of feel like you're away from everyone, like no one's really watching you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is, I mean, it's probably part of the magic, but it's kind of fun to feel like that still. Even you know, from being a little kid, you feel like, oh, we're really going away. And then even now, it's... I love all the corny jokes. I, I don't think I'll ever get sick of them. Well, it's, it's good that you understand how it works because if you started crying every time you left the dock because you were leaving Disneyland, <laughs> yeah, that could be a recurring theme in your life that could really cause some problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of heartache. <laughs> so um, I got to ask the difficult question, and this is, this is really a tough one. Which Jungle Cruise do you prefer... Walt Disney World or Disneyland? Which one do you think is a better a better experience for you? Well, I would say Disneyland only because the tail end of the one in Disney World, you go through the cavern and they don't say anything. It's a very quiet period and you're just kind of like, okay, well, we're looking at some uh, lit rocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disneyland always kind of holds a place for the two of us since it's our first Disney park. And uh, uh, my personal favorite was when they added Indiana Jones in the late 80s. I guess that was the late 80s, early 90s. Actually, 95. 90, was it 94, 90, 94, 95, yeah. Uh, you, would, you would go past that and be like, well, there's the most dangerous animal in the jungle. And we're going to go see some uh, little kitties or something like that. It was <laughs> That's always what stuck out in my mind, so that's why I like uh, Disneyland's version. Mm-hmm. Uh, great yeah, I, I think I like Disneyland. Like I said, I'm. Yeah, it's where you grew up. It's, it's... Uh, yeah, I but I do I do like Disneyland's version because I feel like it it flows better. Ha! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that punny? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Michael <You've> just, just... <laughs> slapped his head just like face-palmed. oh face palm. You just you just earned your uh, your your skipper and training epaulets, so sweet. Um, but when, like he said, when you go through the one at Disney World, and then it it feels kind of disjointed. Like all of a sudden, you end up in kind of yeah. This, the, like, the scenes are in the wrong order, so if you're yeah, used, it feels like kind of this Disneyland. Asian feel that's not. It doesn't connect to the other things, and it, I just I like the original. Well, and as, oh, you, as you said, it's, it's, you know, Walt had his hand on it. So that, that makes a big difference for the, um, the way that it runs. So, um, so as far as, um, as my brain lapses for, do you, I mean, other than the backside of water, do you have a, another joke that stands out as, as one of your favorites? Oh, uh, Trader Sam, definitely. Yep. Uh, won't ever get tired of that, especially, you know, now that there's a bar devoted to him. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, a lot of my money vacations there. Oh uh, yes. Yes. It, uh, I, I have the entire set of you know tiki mugs, and it's it's kind of a fantastic thing. So yeah, we have a little bit of an addiction ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it, you know they may change the shade of the gray uh, one or two tones, and oh, well, we got to have a new mug. Yep. Oh yeah, <laughs> we got to. Um, I, I actually have just been. Re- I think I mentioned this on the podcast. My for Christmas, my wife got me all of the ingredients to make. Um, 
the Bitter Storm, which is a drink from the Napa Rose. So I've been making that in in uh, Trader Sam mugs, and uh, oh, it's very, very nice. it's very sweet when you know your wife will know you and love you so much to buy you 150 bucks of booze just <laughs> to make one single drink that you like. So that's, isn't that's that the love. truth? That's love right there. We uh, we recently just spent two days trying to make our own Falernum uh, to try and recreate. Uh, what drink were we recreating? But one of the like uh, Trader Sam drinks, mm-hmm. Shrunken Zombie Head, I think. Yep. All right, well, if you have been on... Have you ever been on the Jungle Cruise when a boat breaks down? No, nope. I haven't. Okay, well, here's the thing. It's a little magic because when that happens, uh, we can be out there for a couple extra minutes, or if it's a really bad circumstance, we can be out there for 10 or 15 minutes while the ride's closing down and they evacuate everyone, and every skipper <laughs> has their own thing that they do. Their own uh, little moment of, please don't eat me, this is not going to last that long, that we need to resort to cannibalism. Um, (laughs) So with me, I had a game that I like to play, and I would like to have you guys play it with me. Now, I'm going to ask you to keep each other honest, and no looking on phones, no Wikipedia, no Googling. This is just going to be your powers of knowledge about Disney movies. Uh, Do you think, Grace, do you think you're a pretty good Disney movie... um, uh, expert, do you have a pretty good feel for Disney animated films? I think so. Okay. So there have been uh, 13 Disney animated films, not counting Pixar films. So this is not a Pixar or Disney Pixar, that have had one and only one word in the title. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you one because there's one that no one in their right mind would get because I don't think anyone knew it was Disney, which is Valiant which was about pigeons, apparently. I didn't even know the movie existed. So we're going to scratch that one off the list, and we're going to have 12 more. You guys have three strikes. If you can get all 12 without using all three of your strikes, there's a special prize in it for you. Okay. So I've got the checklist here, and it's, it's not timed. You guys can talk amongst each other, but let me know when you're uh, – if there's a, a question mark, you know, let me know you're not asking because I don't want to use your strikes up here. So. Okay. All right. So go ahead. Let's let's start the run. Which which ones can you Single think of? Single world titles. Single, Single word titles. Or Cinderella. Cinderella is definitely on that list. Uh, Mulan. Uh, Mulan, absolutely. Um... Well, that's it. We're out. <laughs> Done. Yeah, we're um, – <laughs> I'm like trying to think in order – So many of these princesses have two-word titles. Um, Atlantis. Uh, No, that's technically Atlantis, the Lost Empire is the full name. So that is Shame on you. I would have totally said don't say that that one. That was your first strike there, guys. I'm happy to waste a strike on that movie. Underappreciated movie. Horribly (laughs) underappreciated movie. And I actually think, by the way, if uh, if you watch the TV show The Flash... Uh, the guy Grant Gustin who plays The Flash would make a great Milo in a live action version of that. So <laughs> okay. I think they should reboot it. He would make a fantastic uh, character. So you guys have two down, ten to go, mm-hmm. one strike in the hole. He said Mulan. I said Cinderella. Yep. And I, I will go back at any time. And if uh, if you guess the same thing twice, it's not a strike. So oh, okay. If you forget uh... that you've said something and. Fantasia. Fantasia is uh, correct, absolutely. Oh, yeah. 
I'm like thinking classic Disney princess. And I can't. There are my brain is like not not there, getting around. There are definitely some classics, but uh, there are, are other than Cinderella, there are no classic princess movies. So, hmm. And it doesn't have a like a date range. Nope. This is the entire length of the studio history. So you're thinking princesses. I'm thinking other things here. Oh, Dumbo ears. Dumbo. Dumbo. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As I play with the dog's ears. She plays with the dog's ears, and she calls them the Dumbo ears, so. Well, that's good. Let's not try to toss the dog off the uh, basset hound maybe could fly, but <laughs> other than that, you're not going to have a lot of luck. Oh, yeah. All right, four down. Mm-hmm. Bambi? Bambi, Absolutely. Got one more classic movie out of the list. Only one more classic, uh, which would be pre nineteen eighty nine. Oh, um, it's a dark ride. But is it more than one word? No. No, it can't be. Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Yep, that's the last classic. Okay. And everything on the list at this point out is after nineteen eighty nine. Now I'm trying to think of, like, (laughs) rides around the park that would correspond to... uh, Well, well, uh, there's there's at least, uh, between Walt Disney World, uh, there's two of them between Disney World or Disneyland that have rides. I'm guessing, I'm hoping that there's people who are listening to the podcast who are, like, shouting. You did not say Aladdin. So there's Aladdin. So you, uh, you, at this point, you have seven down, five to go. If they're not yelling, we're going to be uh, disappointed in them. Yeah, people are <laughs> shouting right now at, at this. There, it's a time issue because you've, you know, this is not live, but people are shouting at you right now to say the thing <laughs> that they can think of that you uh, at this point are not thinking of. I just said Aladdin. Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Yep. I thought you already said that. Um. Oh wait, is that Pixar? No, Tarzan. Tarzan, absolutely. Tarzan's Treehouse. Uh, one of them has a ride at Walt Disney World. One of the remaining ones. I said this one's going to test you. There's some. There's some harder ones in here too. Problem is, they're all new ones, and now that we're older, we probably don't know all the new ones. Well, they're, 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 they're new. They're newer. I mean, I don't newer. Think, yeah, I don't think anything in, on this list is after. Oh. Like, let me check my list. I think they're they're mostly nine. Frozen. At this point. Uh, absolutely. Frozen's that? not Pixar. Nope, Frozen is on the list. Yep. Well, by, by the way, by the way, actually, by the way, actually, Frozen was not on the list um, because it probably, oh, it wasn't. Nope, <laughs> so you guys get a bonus one on that one. I was thinking, I was thinking, Brave. Once you said Frozen, I'm like, now there's new. That's princess. Pixar. Is it? Yep. No, no, Brave. It's not. Brave is, not? is no Brave is Pixar. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Oh. Now that. we're all getting yelled at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, like you fools. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Because I just realized this list went through 2009. That's why I missed Frozen. So, um, so Frozen counts. But, then uh, the other one with the long um, Tangled. Oh my gosh, we that was the first song that we danced to yep. at our wedding. <laughs> you guys are going into extra bonus time because I I haven't updated my list of these things uh, apparently since 2010. So. Apparently we watch newer movies than we thought. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think there's probably like a whole gap in the middle where 
I don't know. It was probably... Well, I, I will tell you, two of the ones that are on here are harder ones. Uh, you only have one, one, one other one that should be easy, and you don't need to be, you know, uh, you don't need to have the memory of a god to figure this one out. That sounded like a hint. It's a trap. <laughs> say Hercules? No, there you go, Hercules. No. <laughs> I was like, wait, was that a hint? Did he drop yes, a hint? It no, was, it's a trap. Yeah. It's a trap. <laughs> Oh, I keep thinking of of yeah. Pixar things now yeah. because uh, dinosaur, dinosaur. Oh my goodness, that is the bonus one. That is the one that everyone ah. fails at on this on this list. Oh my gosh! Uh, and then the other one is a 2008 movie. That's your last clue for the last one. You've got two uh, two other 2008. 2008. It uh, it is not what I would say people would normally go to and say that was a Disney movie, but it was. The only one I can think of at that time was uh, Meet the Robinsons. Which, by the way, one of my favorite. Had the, yeah, had the dinosaur favorite. with the short arms. Yep. I, I will say that the style is very similar to Meet the Robinsons. Hmm. Extremely similar. It's not. Getting yelled at again here. We've got to think of this. This, this. this will eventually, it'll just, it will, uh, it'll strike you like lightning when you figure it out. Believe me. Lightning. Can't be cars. No, that's Pixar. What's the, yeah. one, with, what's the one with that dog? Does it have a dog in it? <laughs> a little lightning. Um. Bolt? There we go. That's the word. Bolts. You guys, you guys hit the <laughs> I didn't even think that. I was like, oh, that has to be. That is it. Yeah, that was the little dog that um, had the lightning bolt that could run really fast. I, I actually don't think I ever saw it. So uh, I can guarantee no. we didn't ever no. see it. <laughs> Well, I think that one got buried because it came out right around the time Wally came out, and I think it really just got buried under uh, under the Pixar goodness. But yeah, that was when when yeah. that was when Disney was trying to do uh, like Chicken Little was in that that era. Meet the Robinsons. Mm-hmm. Well, congrats. Yeah, because I was like, I can definitely think Wally, but that's Pixar. Yep. Yeah. Well, so here here it is. So Grace, as as the second part of your um, Christmas present, uh, I'll send you the link to our merchandise from the Jungle Cruise website, and you can pick out any t- uh, t-shirt that you like, and we will uh, send you a t-shirt as well. Uh, any of the 40 designs from any of the skippers who've been wow. designing t-shirts for us, uh, and you are welcome to pick any of them, and we'll send them out to you. Sweet. So, Thank you. No, my pleasure. Absolutely. So, Are there any other from your guys' uh, Disney time or... or uh, things that you remember? Any other really magical uh, memories that you guys have had? Magical. What about the old guy in uh, Florida. Because everyone's, everyone's got a story, so that's that's what I believe. So the guy in Florida, the, um, the skipper in Florida that went through all the uh, Willy Wonka stuff. Oh my gosh, that was hysterical. Um, Maybe that was like our second time on the um, Disney World Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it seemed like the skipper really went off book. Like, like really off book. Like like Jungle Cruise skippers are prone to do, perhaps. Um, and he starts singing Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. And God, what did he say? Oh, it was right before you went into the, the, the tunnel thing um oh he was like he was like come with me and you'll see and he's like i can't sing that we don't own that and so then he gets really quiet and we go through the tunnel and he comes out on the other side and 
And then I think he like quoted Kermit or something. And he's like, ha, the Muppets, I can say that, we own them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I was just, we were laughing so hard, like tears streaming down my face because he was so funny. Yeah, You know, it it is, I think it's part of the magic of the Jungle Cruise is that because it's such a personal relationship for that 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. that having the, the, the skipper up there who just happens to be on your wavelength can can take it from a good ride to an amazing, uh, memorable moment, mm-hmm. uh, which is why we're doing this. Because you know we um, we've had over a million downloads for people who uh, want to hear the stories and and have those connections every time. And also, you know, for people who've worked there to, to reconnect with that magic from having been a skipper at some point in their lives. So, yeah, are, are you guys excited about? It? Have you seen? Did you see the uh, wonderful World of Disney 60th anniversary uh, show that was on ABC? We saw bits and pieces of the Disney commercial. Yes, yes, it was. Uh, that was about <laughs> all it was good for. Was really Star Wars Land and seeing Dick Van Dyke was pretty much the only purpose of that thing. Yes, uh, I it, think my feed cut out for Dick Van Dyke because my mom was all upset. <laughs> uh, well, you know, and I think that that's honestly, I think that they've done that. I think the fiftieth anniversary they did a, a giant commercial as well. So, but look, really, Disney, we just live in a giant commercial for Disney. That's that's just the whole point of. Uh, the Disney merchandising machine. Yeah. Oh, it's very true. We uh, I guarantee we probably have at least one or two pieces of mail a week from the uh, merchandising machine that, hey, come see us again. It's been two weeks. Yes. Yeah. Let's see. And the glasses we're drinking out of right now, you have an Oswald's super service station, and I have the Disneyland 1955 to 1964 mug with, I think Jose is on the side of it, and the well, and you guys aren't local. Just to make sure I, I put this in there for people. You guys are – are you Rust Belt? You guys are up north. We're not. We're, well, yeah, Rust Belt now. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yep. So uh, – um, Home of a uh, Disney research laboratory actually. Yeah. Which uh, probably well, – actually, yeah, was that the one that did the, um, the, the drone car thing that can climb walls? I believe it is. That was so um, – that was so cool. Yeah, they've partnered with Carnegie Mellon University, which is a uh, – Huge robotics laboratory. Yeah. Um, so that's our little piece of Disney in Pittsburgh. That's about all we get. <laughs> now, are there, are there now, Michael? I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to let cats out of bags here because Grace's psychic abilities would probably mess this up for you anyway. Uh, but do you have any uh, uh, trips planned to any Disney parks that you've not been to yet? Not that we've not been to yet. So which you've just been to the two uh, domestic? You've been, been to, to the American parks. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Paris is in the future. Uh, Shanghai oh is the God. one we want to go to. You yep. need to go to um, Shanghai. <laughs> we are both rather large Tron fans, and since they're building a Tron coaster out there. Yeah, yeah, it looks pretty phenomenal. It's, uh, uh, it looks pretty awesome. Very similar to Radiator Springs Racers uh, as far as the the mechanism for it. But, yeah, it looks mm-hmm. – uh, unfortunately, my wife is going to Singapore with a stopover in Shanghai. And originally I was going to go with uh, – and it's in, uh, you know, May – <laughs> a little early, so we're up just a hair early. And I, w- you know, I was hoping for that original December opening date, and it did not happen. So yeah, I just tell her I have to go back to Singapore more often. Yeah, no, we're, uh, we are instead we're doing uh, we are doing Paris this summer. So I am super stoked. I just got my passport, and I'm I'm ready to uh, go on the Paris Jungle Cruise. I think it's going to be a really phenomenal. <laughs> that's a joke we've used way too often. I think at this point that there is no. 
Jungle Cruise in Paris, and people know that, but it's okay. <laughs> um, well, guys, nor there is nor there is one in uh, uh, Shanghai either. There is not, in, but yeah, they have a different boat ride, but it's not a Jungle Cruise. It's um, it shares a lot of thematic elements, but apparently the humor value is not there. So, mm. well, it's tough because Hong Kong. You know, I, we've we've covered this a number of times. Hong Kong, they have to be able to spiel in English, Cantonese, and Mandarin. Yeah, that's... Uh, which is just a phenomenal ability to, to juggle languages and read people, to have any kind of comic timing. So uh, they yeah. they just actually got a huge refit of their river, and they've added pyro effects now. It's um, really a stunning... If you get a chance to go on YouTube and watch one of those trips, uh, <laughs> it is, it's one of the most impressive things that I've seen as a jungle... Uh, part of the attraction, so oh, we'll have to check that out. Nothing says jungle like a little bit of pyro in it. You know, I, I, they they only trust us with the two little blanks every time. So uh, uh-huh. I, I, you know, much as it would have been fun to have a Roman candle and uh, accidentally burn down some bamboo, I think it's probably safer that they do it professionally. So <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Well, guys, I want to say I, I really want to say thank you. Um, if you if you want to take a second now and uh, you know. Throw out any uh, shout outs or thank yous to friends or family and share the podcast. You're welcome to do that. Oh, no, we're going to be selfish. This is our podcast. They can, <laughs> they can listen to it. And, you know uh, what? And just because... realize we know we're talking uh, about ourselves and they can you know learn a little bit. Well, you know, it can't be so selfish that I don't publish it. So this will go up. Uh, this will go up and everyone will get a chance to hear your guys' stories. So, hey, uh, congratulations on being uh, great supporters of, of the podcast and of the game. I really genuinely appreciate it. Uh, I hope that when you guys come out to uh, Disneyland the next time that you'll let me buy you a drink down at Trader Sam's. Most uh, definitely. And uh, I look forward to uh, meeting you guys in person. Definitely. And we appreciate it. And uh, uh, pencil us in for September. I, I will still be here, not going anywhere. So Fantastic. All right, guys. So you guys want to do a Kungaloosh on the way out for me? Kungaloosh. Kungaloosh. <laughs>